Welcome to the Business Reboot Podcast. We're here to pull back the curtain of entrepreneurship and help you fall in love with the business of your business. We know every step forward is a chance to be more aligned and purpose, grow businesses that create impact, and live the lives we work so hard for. Sometimes all you need is a reboot to get started. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast. I am Melissa Pepin. This and is I am Corey Frazier. Corey, there she is. And we have an incredible episode for you today with just our amazing friend, Paloma Culver from Cultivating Culvers. Uh, she is the Jane of all trades, and it is going to be such a fun interview. But first, before we do that, Corey wants to read a couple of reviews of our podcast from listeners like you. Absolutely. So we have a review um, by Max Stewart, and she says, true delights to listen to, not just because they are completely relatable, boss businesswomen, but because they genuinely care about setting those they chat with up for forever success. Can't wait for this episode. And then another review by Mabin Henderson. These two ladies are so full of amazing knowledge and and they share, encourage, and educate with the biggest hearts. I can't wait to continue learning from their deep well. Add this podcast to the top of your list. Uh, I know it'll always be at the top of mine. So thank you both for leaving such amazing reviews. They mean the most to us. Like just literally, they fill our hearts with so much joy and gratitude. And uh, we also would love a few more reviews. So for those of you who have been listening to the podcast, if uh, you go and leave us a review, uh, we will be giving away five Starbucks gift, Starbucks gift cards. So here's all you have to do. Go to the, the platform that you listen to podcasts on and leave us a review. The first five that we see, we are going to be sending you uh, a cup of coffee as a way of saying yes. thank you. And, coffee, Graham. Coffee, Graham. Yes. And if you are not listening on Apple Podcasts, then um, just screenshot when you leave us a review and send it to us. You can DM it to us on our Business Reboot uh, Instagram account, and we will add you to that list. So we would love a review. Thank you, guys. Yes. She said, guys, multiple people. Again, Corey, you know, I hope you're listening in groups is what's happening because Corey is always talking to multiple people. Listen, we know there are podcast parties. There are podcast parties (laughs) happening all over the United States. So I can say, guys. Every Wednesday morning at 6.31 a.m., podcast parties unite. Here we go. Okay. I know it. (laughs) Paloma said it. I know it. Okay. (laughs) Paloma's our one. Okay. So let me tell you a little bit about this incredible woman. Um, So how I know Paloma is that she actually came as an attendee for a workshop that I coached at called Success Simplified that was in Montana a couple of years ago. And it was incredible. We just had the most amazing time. And it was such a fun opportunity to pour into women who were looking to grow and change the trajectory of their business. Um, Paloma started off with like some ideas of running full speed with this business. And now she has gone full time. And we, Corey and I just sat and thought so much when we were planning out content for this year about how important it is to remind people that like, you're not just, you know, putting out really great uh, information and support and encouragement and products for people to purchase. But um, when there is a time for you to lay down all other work and just dive headfirst into this, it can be so scary. And so one thing that we wanted to do today is talk about what it was that finally, you know, let someone who's new at running their business full time um, make that leap. Like, what was it that that made it so that you felt like you were ready? And how are you staying um, encouraged and excited to run full throttle with this business? So just a little plug for what Paloma does. So she owns Cultivating Culver. 
You can find her at cultivatingclover.com. Um, she does everything from balloon installations to graphic design. She does um, websites, like, I mean, the gamut. And her graphics are incredible. Um, she can do those two things from anywhere. So if you're listening to this and you need somebody's help with graphic design, branding, um, you know, web design, like she's your go-to girl. Like make sure you check her out. Okay. So Paloma, we're so excited that you're here. Yay. I love your drive. The energy that you bring to the creative space is incredible. And we just want to hear a little bit about what your business is, like what's your day-to-day -day in your business and um, how you got started. Well, yay. Thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited. I love you all so much. But so I kind of call Cultivating Culver as like an umbrella name for all things creativity. I am sitting in my office during the week doing graphics and website. And then on the weekends, I am out and about putting up balloons everywhere and getting ready for parties. So I kind of call that my creativity bubble. And that's what I do. But I am super, super excited to be on here. But let me tell you, going full time was the scariest thing I have ever done. So scary. So yes. scary. It is scary. Very scary. Now, how long have you been? Um, how long did you do it like as a side hustle or like a side gig? And then how long have you been in business full time? So I have done it as a side hustle for about a year and a half. And then I went full time in August of 2022. And I liked doing it like halfway because it gave me time to build a base where I felt strong enough to be like, okay, let's do this. Yep. I love that. And you know, too, I think that that's a lot of people. Um, the myth is that you have to go in from the very beginning. And some people are able to do that. And other people are like, I'm going to dip my toe in this pond first, figure things out and kind of tweak it and refine it as I go until I'm ready to pull the trigger on leaving my day job, like leaving my nine to five where that, you know, security and like everything I know is based there. And then I have it all, all the, basically all the kinks are worked out when I'm ready to go full time. Um, so I think that that is something that is worth mentioning um, and reminding people that you don't have to go all in at the very beginning. Um, and sometimes it's wiser to, to go slower. Oh man. And not, not only is it wiser to go slower, but also you just said, I gave myself time to build up a base so that you knew and you felt comfortable. I will say going full-time with a business, it's kind of like getting married or having a baby. You're never going to be fully ready at some point. Yes. You have to just jump and say, I'm going to do this and let's yeah. just, you know, <laughs> hope for the best, <laughs> but setting yourself up for success by planning. I think that's what the big mm -hmm. thing is, is you planned for it. Um, is uh is huge and and I'll be honest it is I don't know that it's ever not scary to to bet on yourself but I mean has it been worth it oh beyond worth it I kid you not for the first three months I cried once or twice a week because I couldn't believe that this was like my life like it's that type of happiness and it makes it so worth it that fear of taking the leap goes away it really does I love that so people much. need to hear that People really need to hear yeah. that. The joy. No, it's like it's a mix of joy and terror. I mean, like, it, I'm it doing really this. Is. I'm going to do this. Like, you, right. at first you're, like, crying because you're scared. And then you be, it becomes happy tears. So it's worth it. It's worth it. Mm -hmm. Right. I what did what, what happened? Like, what was the moment when you said, you know what? I think it's time. I think I think I need to do this. So I would say probably the beginning of this year at my nine to five. So I actually had a full nine to five job and I had a part-time job and then I was working the side hustle on the side. So I had three jobs that I was balancing, but the nine to five got to where it wasn't fulfilling me anymore. 
and I was bored and I was stale and I was like, okay, like I would come home and my husband would hear me just complain about how I was bored. And I could have been at home making like a ton of logos instead of sitting at a desk for someone else. And he was actually the one that was like, okay, then stop doing it and just go. And I was like, uh, hold up, sir. That's no, no. And he was like, you are have a base. And I was like, uh, so I wasn't fulfilled anymore. And then I also made sure that my business had a consistent six months of matching my nine to five paycheck. So, I, so it made me, it had that little reassurance. I had that pat on the back that was like, okay, this has done it for six months. You can go ahead and do it. But honestly, he is the one that was like, go for it. Cause I was going to wait until 2023 to actually pull the trigger and quit the nine to five. But he was like, I'm tired of you not being fulfilled go for it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Can we I'm get a just... round of applause for the husbands <laughs> for surge, that support yes. the dreams? Because, Amen. Because so often I hear, especially from women who are, um, you know, I, and it's moms, it's new moms, right? I'll hear this a lot where they have this dream, they have, but they feel so guilty for vocalizing that as if they feel like um, I've been able to live this one dream of motherhood and then why Why should I get two dreams? And I'm like, <laughs> it makes me think of that scene. It makes me think of the scene from Pretty Woman at the end where the guy's like, what's your dream? <laughs> and I'm like, what is your dream? <laughs> and also like kudos to your husband for saying it's time. I mean, everybody here knows my story. Anthony Pepin came home from our college class once we first, we'd been married like six months. And he was like, hey, I stopped and got you a business license today, just in case you really wanted to do this. And I was like, Okay. Okay. Okay, Like I didn't, he just was like, you said you might want to, and I'm just going to go ahead and do this. Is that fine? And he's to this day, it's almost 18 years at the end of this month. It'll be 18 years that I started a business and he'll be like, you owe it all to me. And I'm like, well, I will give you your $47 back. If you'll get out my face with that. It's very funny. (laughs) Your initial investment, my seed money, my seed money. He gets me in advance in advance. It's fine. Well, and, and I will say that in one of my instances where I was leaving um, full-time work and going back, you know, putting my business back full-time versus part-time status was Kevin saying too, like, what is causing you the most stress? Okay. Teaching is causing you the most stress. What can we get off your plate? Teaching quit, like put in your letter of resignation and go back full-time to what you know is fulfilling and serving and like breathing life. And so I think that we are all very blessed. We all have that in common that we had the person that loves us the most, like push us, (laughs) like, like go, like, like just you're standing on the edge, your toes are hanging over, like go for it, just do it. And I think that that is where we find ourselves very, very blessed. But I think that you also were very smart in setting up some very real parameters around, I need, the proof is in the pudding. I need the stats. I need the data. I need the the numbers. And I think that that's where sometimes, like I said, I'm all about, and Melissa can tell you, a lot of times I'm like, let's just do it and figure it out as we go. Like we are definitely proponents of that. Melissa and I live by that. We die by it. Like that's how we, that's how we roll. However, it's well, we also, die. Can we well, just, okay, well, no, ride or die, live or die, <laughs> we do it all, we do it all. That's right. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I mean, some of the things that we've found our situation, um, it's true. Like, mm, it was sketch, <laughs> but, but we, we together, holding hands together. But I think that um, it's important to note that that was very smart on your part to roll with some serious data stats and a foundation before you just like jumped off with no parachute. I think that was that was smart. A lot. Right. You can have and as I, many cheerleaders yeah. as you need, but like that money at the end is what's going to pay the bills. And once you have, once you feel comfortable about that, then you're like, okay, 
they're really all right. I can do this. Right. right? This is, I think you this need is both. A, you need yeah, both. you do. This is just like in marriage when people say, all you need is love. And I'm like, trash. That no. is not trash because no. I will fight you in a parking lot is what I'm saying. And I need self-control and I need communication. Okay. So, but, but in business, it is, you don't just need, and Corey and I always laugh at this because she says this word and I'm like, why, why do you say this word? Um, but she'll, you need more than passion right? You can be real passionate about it. I'm very passionate about puff pastry, but I can't eat it because I have gluten intolerance. So it's like, you know, you have to have more than just a passion. And if you don't have that spouse that's being super supportive, I think it's really important that you, you figure out how to rally for yourself. But you do that by doing exactly what Paloma said, which is collect the data look at the hard facts and say, can I afford to do this and take this yeah. leap? And if the answer is yes, or if you're at the place where you go, I can't, but I'm very close. And I think I could make it if I didn't have this other thing taking away my time, then it's like, let's run, right? Let's run. Right. I, agree. I love that. Well, let me ask you another question real quick. Um, So what has been the biggest hurdle um, you've had since leaving your regular job, like your day-to-day nine to five? What's What's been the biggest I would say struggle. Like we know there's blessings, there's joy, and we'll talk about that in a second. But what has been the thing that has either been surprisingly a hurdle or something that you had to, you knew you were going to have to overcome it and you just went ahead and went for it? Okay. So the problem, the biggest thing for me is creating a schedule because now I have a full day's worth of time and I like to sleep in. So I have to make sure that I get up at a decent hour and actually show up at my desk. Because when I went to your nine to five, you have to sit at your desk. But when you're at home and I'm chilling in the house by myself and it's just the two cats and they just want to lay on the couch or lay in bed, like I have to tell them no. So I have to show up at my desk and be like, okay, let's get this work done. But it's also a balance between knowing that I can't get my client's work done overnight just because I'm home all day. So I feel like that's been the biggest hurdle for me because I have to keep a schedule, but then I also have to keep my clients on a schedule because before I could be like, well, I work nine to five. So when I get home in the evenings, then I will work on your logo. But now I don't have the excuse of my schedule is busy with this. So I guess building a schedule for myself and keeping my clients on a schedule without feeling like I need to go in every direction has probably been the biggest, biggest hurdle for me. Right. We Uh will waste some time. We will waste Uh time. And if you listen to the episode on time management that we did with Retha Nicole, it's like fake busy will eat us alive as entrepreneurs. Yeah. Well, we'll spend a hundred years. Let me tell you, I have clients where I say, what is the biggest time suck in your business? And they say email. And I'm like, I must not be that popular because I don't get that many emails, (laughs) but I do get messages on every other communicative uh, platform. So I'm like, I'm not talking in emails, but I'm talking everywhere else. Um, But it's like, you have to, you have to mind your time when nobody else is there to manage it. And that can be really, really hard. Before you went full time, you had those fringe hours, right? You're like, I got six minutes and I'm sitting on the toilet so I can respond to a message. Yes, uh, yes, yeah, but now, it. right. But now it's like, nope, I gotta, I have to be diligent. And it does, it takes time to get into a rhythm. It takes, it takes time for that. I get that. And I think as creatives, um, we have those creative brains, which is such a blessing, but also a curse because um, sometimes we have to have, wait, I was, I'm waiting for the inspiration to hit. Okay. Well, guess what? The inspiration needs to get on my time frame and in, and in my, my, my client, uh, you know, wheelhouse of when things need to be done because I don't have time for it to like kick in. I need to do the thing. Um, But I think that having that framework of knowing what it's like to 
work from home and how you work best. And like Melissa and I, we always talk about what what is your zone of genius time-wise. Like I am an early morning riser. I can get a lot done in the morning by about four o'clock in the afternoon. Don't ask me any business questions. Melissa <laughs> fires up about 10 p.m. And she'll be like sending me messages. I was like, okay, look, here, sister, this is what we have to know. You cannot, you send it to me, but like, don't expect my, my like, firing on all cylinders brain to be happening at 10 p.m. when yours is getting started. So you have to know when your zone of genius is and build a framework that works best for you and your family. And I remember whenever I came home full time again and Kevin came in. I mean, let me just tell you, the man does some laundry. I mean, he actually does all the laundry now, but he really I, mean, does. I, will, he, I will give him props. He, he really does. does the laundry. <laughs> but he was like, so like, you starting dinner? Do I need to empty the dishwasher? Like you've been home all day. I was like, hold up, son. We're going to have to have a meeting because uh, I am working from home. I am not like cooking and cleaning and all the things during my work hours. When I was teaching, I was in the classroom. You were sitting at a desk like you weren't doing laundry. If I can manage that, that's fine. But I don't multitask very well in my creative brain sometimes. So when it's on, I need to be focused and not trying to worry about doing dishes and laundry. So that was something that we had to work out when I came home. So is that something that you have found that is helpful? Like you can multitask all day long or is it something that you have to like sit down, get the stuff done, and then you can do home stuff when it's time to be off the clock? Yeah. So I, so since balloons keep me busy on the weekends, I take Monday off and Monday, well, I say I take it off, but I deep clean the house. I tidy up around the house. I get all of my errands done on Monday. So that way, Tuesday through Thursday, I am hardcore sitting at my desk, but I'm more on Melissa's side. I work best from like nine to 2 a.m. Like that's my window of creativity. Don't want to go to sleep. Just want to sit there and draw all the logos that I can. So yes, Mondays and Fridays are my days off. And those are my sweet spots of getting the house clean, getting, well, I don't really do laundry. So your husband needs to work for me. Look, same, same. Kevin Brazier, tell your friend. Listen, he can write a book. He can write a book. Husband, do laundry. Your wives will love you forever. I love that. Well, and that's proof right there that everybody's business is going to look different or can look different. And that's the blessing of what we can do. And the beauty of what we do is that we can work it around our family's needs or our own personal needs and how we work best. So I always love asking that from other business owners because I think it's fascinating how all of us look, we work differently. Our businesses look different, um, but we all are you know, mostly getting the same results. So I love that. Right. And and don't think that when you go full time with your business that automatically that schedule is going to replace, uh, I mean, that your schedule is going to mimic the one that you had before. Now I will tell you, I have friends who are coaches and they will take clients from like eight to four. They give themselves a one hour lunch break and they run it very much like a regular nine to five. Uh, that would make my brain explode. Okay. Oh, like I, sure. I would be unwell, shaking in a corner, being like, I can't, there's so much stress. But, um, the, I've known, I've actually known another designer that I worked with years ago. Um, and she worked every day from about 5 PM until around 2 AM. That was like her time. But I will say, right. It is. And, and for me, the reason that 10 o'clock is like my fired up time. Now, mind you, I have a window. If I go past that 15 minute of, I might be sleepy, then I ain't going to bed till two and I'm going to lay in the bed and I'm going to be thinking my thoughts just yep. all night. And so if anybody has a remedy for thinking thoughts while you're sleeping, <laughs> I give it to me because I need to go to bed. But, um, 
if I am sitting there, it's it's because that's when my house is finally quiet <laughs> and I don't have to take care of anybody else. I don't have to do anything else. I can actually just sit and focus. And um, and it has taken a long time to, to get out of that. But when you first start a business and you're running full time and you're doing all the things like you really are at the mercy of your client's needs and you are at the mercy of what schedule feels the most comfortable right away. And it just, it becomes a give and take. Like anybody that says that you start a business and you'll go full time and you'll run it as if it's something you've ever done before. Like they, they don't know because it is, it is a give and take. It's a give and take. And that includes money for time freedom. That's one thing like Paloma and I've had conversations about, um, where it's like, you know, you, yes, we, we do this, take the data. We, look at the stats, we see the numbers hit, but also there are things that you get as an entrepreneur that you do not get when you're working for corporate or you're working regular nine to five. And that is, um, you get time freedom, you get a little flexibility, right? There are, um, days where I remember when my kids were little, where I was like, you know, I feel bad because I haven't brought in as much this month as I was hoping to. And my husband's like, yeah, but heads up, if we were paying for childcare, for the hours that you were gone or the hours that you would have been gone that you weren't able to be at home with them um, or that they weren't able to sit in your office and play in a playpen while you did your work. He's like, we would be bust. We would go for broke. And so for me, when it came to like raising our kids, that was something that we made the choice of. And I just now, like my kids are 11 and 13 and I look back and I'm like, I can't believe we pulled that off. Like I got to have them here and be really flexible and still work full time in my business. And even if you don't have kids yet or you're not married yet or whatever, like um, the the time freedom, like you, I know, Paloma, you're really active with your family. And it's like, you know, you've got siblings that are like, hey, can you pick me up from this? And now you've got this job where it can be flexible. And you're like, yep, I'll be there in a second. Like I want, I, I value that even if it costs me money sometimes. So it becomes this like big exchange and this ebb and flow. And we've talked about that in episodes where we discuss money. Like you have to understand that it's an ebb and flow. We're not always going to be on top forever. And if you are, then there's a serious pricing issue. (laughs) Like you need to raise your prices. You should not be at a complete deficit of time for yourself and deficit of flexibility within your business. Um, because that means you're not charging enough, but, um, yeah, it just becomes this big ebb and flow. Okay, so we've talked about the hurdles. What has been the best thing? Like, obviously, we just talked about time flexibility, but how do you feel like going full time has helped you um, gain more clients? Has helped you feel more comfortable in the role that you're you're running as a CEO of your own company? Um, what what have been like the biggest blessings out of going full time? I would say the biggest blessings, which is kind of funny because my hurdle was scheduling but my biggest blessing is time. So it's like a give and take. So I have more time. I can go, I meet out at the coffee shop during the day now with clients. I do not take client meetings until after 1030, but like I can actually go out and find them and see them. And I socialize. I am involved more with the chamber of commerce here in my town now because I can actually go to day things. And before I would have to put in a request to leave my nine to five. So that way I could attend things and people could see the actual face of cultivating Culver. And I hated that because I felt like I was disappointing one job to show up for the other job. And now I can do both and just be like, wow, amazing. But then also, like you said, the time also comes into the fact that I can drop whatever, whenever I want to go pick up my sisters from work. I started sister days now. I'm actually the oldest of seven girls. 
And now I will oh, love Jesus that. bless your mama. Right. Bless them. So I'm the oldest. So. <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. God love your mother. She's a saint. All the drama, man. All the drama. But like now, since we moved out of the house when I got married, I didn't get to really spend any time with them. And now I pick them up one day a week and we just do whatever they want. If we want to go to Target, we go to Target. We want to go to Storehouse, we go to Storehouse. But like the time another reason literally why I cry once a week is because like who else gets to say that like I am 25 years old and I can just don't have to check in with a boss I just get in the car I go pick them up we spend time together and it's like it's unapologetic time that I get with them and it's literally the most it's the best thing ever it'll make me cry if I keep talking about it I, I love, love that so much. And you're and you're learning that early where that's such a gift because some of us, i.e. Melissa and I, like it took us a long time to 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 get there and to to be, also because we were back in the day. Like we are the grannies of of <laughs> of mm-hmm. this sometimes. Mm-hmm. And and so it's nice that you are learning that at a at a young age and so the way that you will build your life is just it's going to be such a blessing. And, you know, I want to go back to something that you said too, because I think that this is important and it was not even what I was, we were planning to to chat about, but you, you really hit something <clears throat> talking about the chamber of commerce and talking about going to daytime meetings and meeting up with people in real time face to face. I think Melissa and I have had multiple conversations about this, that, uh, you know, we started business way back a long time ago, you know, 15, 18 years ago, where there was no social media. I mean, that yeah. it was just Facebook where they, you were sharing pictures with your family. Um, and now Instagram so much, was just to show what you ate for lunch. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I don't even know that Instagram was around. But yes, exactly. And so but we feel like the pendulum has done a big like swing to where everybody is only building their business online. That's the only kind of education that you're getting. That's the only thing that you're seeing talked about is how to build your business online, how to get more followers, how to blah, 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 blah how to show up, how to create content, that, that, that. But I, Melissa and I both, and speak, don't let me speak for you, Melissa, but I know we've had this conversation to where the pendulum is going to start swinging back the other way. And that the value of in-person networking and being a part of a community, and I'm not talking about an online community, which is important. I'm not saying that it's not important. And social media and online networking and online creation, it's never going to go away. But I feel like the pendulum is going to swing back a little and we are going to need to be talking about and teaching people how to do in-person networking for business building. Can you talk a little about that? Because obviously, if you're a part of the Chamber of Commerce, and if you are meeting and showing up for these events, and I know you used to, um, that was part of your day job also, but talk a little bit about the importance of that and how it has helped fire up your business and build a good client foundation. Okay. Yes. So our chamber of commerce here in town has a monthly luncheon. So we just go in and we mingle. My sister is actually a part of it too, because we are a family of business owners. So we attend together. So at first we were like, okay, buddy system. We don't know anyone. Let's go in together. I can talk to you. You can talk to me. We can look like we actually know people. (laughs) But once we attended, then we started building connections. And I will say my largest clients have come from the circle of the Chamber of Commerce. I've done a logo for a city that's right next to the city that I live in right now. Like, who can say they've done a logo for a city? But that relationship came from attending Chamber of Commerce meetings. And from there, it has grown immensely. I have done logos for different companies around here. And it's all because... Like, like you said, you can scroll and see someone's post on Instagram, but like physically meeting their face, that gives you that sense of, okay, I really like her. I can trust her. I like the way she talks. I like the way she handles herself. She's very personable. It's a lot like the connections that you make in person 
beat out the connections you can make over. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank and you I for do. saying that. Thank you I for do. saying that. Now it's hard because a lot of people my age do not want to go out. They don't want to show their face, but being the oldest of seven, my mom always pushed us. We were also homeschooled. So we weren't in school during the day. So she had us going out. We had volunteering. So we learned really early on that personal connection literally trumps everything else. Yeah, it changes everything. And I will say that I think that um, the amount of people who will profess online, like shop local, buy local, and then they don't want to actually be in the local. <laughs> like They don't want to go out and connect and hold hands. I, re- I remember in, uh, because again, this is, I'm going into year 18, um, probably around year five, I started doing maybe maybe year three. Um, I started working when I was just full time in photography. I was working with a local wedding professionals group in town, and I ended up staying in that group for years. We would get together once a month for a luncheon. We would do like annual Christmas parties. Um, I ended up becoming president of that group and running it for a couple of years. And it was like the connections I made there. What was wild was when I stepped out of wedding photography. There were several people who were like, I, I want to do that as well. And then they kind of like you watch as you grow with people and now they're in different careers too, which is crazy. Um, the, I remember joining like um, my local junior league when I had small kids and um, I will be the person that tells you I never did a sorority in college. I was the poor kid that paid for all the things. So it was like, that wasn't an option. And I didn't even know what that was. I did make up my own sorority and I did get a pendant <laughs> for my roommate in college, but that was fine. Um, we, <laughs> we had a lot of very strict requirements. But um, we, I remember being like, oh gosh, I've heard that the junior league is just like adult sorority. I don't even know what that meant, but I'd had all these like preconceived notions of what this type of networking would be. And let me just tell you, the women in that group, I was like, how in the high hill do y'all balance all of this? Because it was so like, they did so much for the community, but it was a fantastic way to like get out there, not just meet people, but also serve in your community. And Corey and I will tell you hands down the best way that you can show off your business is to serve like crazy because people see that and they want to be connected to that. And it's putting a face to a name and then you become a story to a brand and then you become somebody that they want to be attached to too. And so working with you becomes the easiest connection. And so I love that. Well, Corey and I did, um, a business summit here in Athens, Georgia in October with our friend Chad with the good hair, our accountant (laughs) and his business partner, Josh. And we, um, were listening to Dr. Melissa Furman. She is, um, she's in academia. She runs the business school. She's the Dean of the business school for Augusta university. And she has done tons of diversity training. She talks a lot about leadership. She talks a lot about generational divides in the workforce. And, um, it's funny because you're like, we've, on this one podcast, we have three different generations. Corey, you're X, right? Yes. Are you X? I'm, I'm an I'm elder X. millennial. Okay. I'm like on the cusp. Um, <laughs> and then you are, what are you, Plum? Are you Y? Are you I don't Alpha, know. Beta, I Gamma, AT&T, that. MCI? I don't know. All I know is <laughs> I do not, like, I do not right. relate to my gen. Right. But I will say that you're, one thing that you do do is that you have at, 25 decided what's worth and what's not worth your time investment. And if I could have learned, see our, my particular generation is the, you just work uh, um, as hard as you can and you try to get as much acknowledgement as you can and you just gun it and then you can rest later, you know, if, if you don't die. Um, yeah, if, and you, if you get to retire, if you get to retire. Right. <laughs> um, but, but uh, 
if I had at 25 had had the mentality, because I went full time with my business when I was uh, 2006. Corey, do some math. Let's see. Oh, girl. I was, hold on. I'm you know what? I'm going to do it here. I'm not going to embarrass myself by giving numbers. Um, I was, I was 24 when I went full time. And if I you. had, uh, look, look at me. Um, look, I'm proud of old me. Um, but if I had the mentality of let me work what's good and well for my schedule and will help me uh, feel fulfilled and not more than that, because I still want to be able to love the life I'm living, my whole business would have been different. Because at that point, it was like my idea of booked and everybody else's around me's idea of booked were not the same. Because me, it was like, if there's still hours in the day, I'm not booked. <laughs> like, I'm not fully booked until I can't breathe. Okay, like that's fully booked. And I, it took a long time to learn that balance. So kudos to you for like, uh-huh. getting that early. Okay, last question. Last question is, um, what should a business owner do, in your opinion, to prepare to go full-time with their business? So I would say support is number one. Now, we've said that like our spouses have been like the biggest support. If you do not have a spouse or anyone close to you, find a community that is close to you. Yes. Now, what I've done is I have created like friendships with different small businesses that pertain to my business. So for the balloons, I have found a baker that is the sweetest person on the planet. I have found like a bounce house lady. We literally build connections with other people because those that do not share the same blood with you will hype you up more than your family. It is Mm -hmm, insane. mm -hmm. So if for some reason you're like, well, I don't have that supportive person, go find another small business owner, hype them up, meet for coffee, get to know each other, and that will be your cheerleader to get you through anything and everything. So if you don't have it in your spouse, find it in someone else because that is the biggest thing ever. I I love love that. I love and as coaches, Corey and I are like, amen to that, sister. Because sometimes (laughs) you do sometimes you do need people to have a a like a an outside point of view Mm -hmm. to be able to tell you you know, what they see in you and remind you of what you're capable of. And so I love that. I think that is so fun. Okay, Paloma, can you tell everybody where they can find you, how they can work with you, what your availability is? Like we want people to be able to, to go search for you. Yes, all the details. So my website is cultivatingculver.com and I am on Facebook and Instagram under Cultivating Culver. Super easy to find me. You will find me in a blue dress because blue and yellow are my brand colors. Everything is blue and yellow. I love it. I am taking bookings for 2023 now. I I work, I am about a month behind. So the bookings will be a month out. But other than that, everything can be found on there. And I am just one Instagram DM away. Perfect. Okay. And where are you located? Where are you located? I am located in Litchfield, Kentucky. Kentucky. Okay. Not California. I don't know. I was like, Paloma, you're in California. She was like, no, it's not. I was like, well, hold on. (laughs) What time is it? Anyway. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. We can't, we, we are so grateful that you trusted us to come tell us your story and hope that this was so encouraging to everybody out there who is considering taking the leap. Um, If you have the opportunity, go for it. And if you ever think that your brain is just crazy and don't understand why it functions the way that it does, just know that that's your gift. Like, your your experience, your mind working the way it does, that is the gift that's going to keep you going. Entrepreneurship is not for everybody, but when it's for you, it is for you. It is for you. 
awesome. Okay, next week, we will be back with another episode on Wednesday, just like every week. We are so thankful you're here. Catch us next time on the Business Reboot Podcast. Podcast.